Welcome to Living Chassidus. Together, let's live the Chassidus we learn. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to Chassidus in the morning. Hechaltzo, 15 minutes. Um, yeah, let's go. So uh, we're tracking through. We're already near the end of uh, of the seventh parak, parak Zayn. And we're discussing about unity, that true unity comes from, not from, so to speak, not knowing anything else or not connecting with anyone else, but it's okay. It's like, the true unity is not in the Chachma because even though there's only one thing, but there's no room for other things. Really in that source, there's other things that can't come out. There's no, there's no room for, for the connection. But after, when it comes into Bina, when, when you bring it out and you see those details and then you come together, that's true unity. So like we said before, true unity is not when we all have this exact same opinion, but it's when we take all our difference of opinions, our different opinions, and, and, and bring it together in a synthesis. Yeah, and that's what we were saying yesterday, that in the truth, it doesn't really, that these ideas... Um, Trying to figure out where they started exactly, but basically, because you're saying that, that these ideas that, in essence, they're contrary, just they're in a source. So then it's like you could say it's like uh, different um, like ministers in the king's palace. When in front of the king, everyone is united and everyone has goes together. But in truth, they all have different opinions. It could be very vastly different opinions. It just being in being the fact that they're in the king's palace. And the way they do things and stuff, and the way they express things is going to be in that way. Yeah. The, the bottom of page 56. But in truth, they don't have really any unity. They're totally opposite to each other. And if you reveal them, meaning you take those people, so it's like in that case, if you take all those opinions, Outside of the king, they could be arguing to be enemies. You know, as was uh, as we explained before. Yeah, like the fire and water. They're not, really, you know, totally opposite things. Yeah, all the different powers, like we said in the last chapter, the different powers of the soul, each one is different. Chesed is chesed, is They're really opposite to each other. But the truth, synthesis of it is when they come together. Like, uh, like, um, yeah, but when we're talking about after when 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 they do express themselves and then we bring the unity together, then that unity is is a good unity. Until they become not even not even opposites and arguing. They actually help each other. And this then is the true unity. The true unity is you take different people with their different opinions and they can come together. Not that they come together on this on the exact same thing necessarily, but they bring themselves together. And, and you look at a person that is very different to you. It's like the Bacha, see in a simple example, it's like the Bacha or a girl that goes and we tell him to a, a protest that's anti-Israel and they go to that side of the protest and they get to put on the on them. That, that's, that's true unity. You have your different opinions, and 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 for sure, the Bacha's opinion is very different than these people. 
but they can come together and put on the tefillin or, or give the Shabbos candles, you know, and things like this. That's tuning. This separation that comes from the mind. So when it comes, because remember, we're discussing everything essentially in terms of the mind, the intellect. Even though I'm using examples, but essentially there's, he's going to bring, he's going to spell it out for us. I'm just, because we go short every day, so I have to just try to incorporate it. But essentially we're talking about the mind. So that's the, the vibe. But just like by Chachma, it's very, it's very togetherness but it's not a true togetherness. In Bina, it comes out, it expresses itself, all the things happen, and then they come together, that's a true unity. Like when you think of an idea and you think about it from all sides and all directions, and people come and they say to you, but that doesn't make sense because of this. And you listen to it and you say, oh, that's interesting. Let me think about that. And you try to, you know, and you take all those opinions together to, to it formulate a better opinion. It's like simply, it's like learning something when you discuss it with someone else that makes you understand a lot better. And that's exactly what we're saying here. This separation from the mind that caused the true unity. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he's saying in this one. It's the same thing. By the mind, you have to, everyone has two different opinions. Meaning, meaning not two people have the exact same opinion. So you could say that they can so seemingly that's a cause for, for argument or not getting together. Like we're going to explain in holiness, that's not a problem at all. Having people like that, that's not a problem at all. It's on the contrary. It's a, there's a more of an advantage. That, that different parts become one thing. And this is the unity of Shemavayim. Shemavayim is that you take the, the, the past, different parts, and you bring them together. Like we said about Shema. The Shema is specifically not a Shem Yachid, but a Shem Echad. But you're taking the oneness, meaning that, that, that even though there's parts, but that all those parts come together as one, that's a much greater unity than only being one thing, being all singular. And that's what we're saying here. That specifically, when you have it, it's that, 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 that what we see here is that the goal is not that we all follow the exact same way and we don't think for ourselves and we just follow like sheep. The idea is that we should have our opinion, have all these things, and, but bring them together and find the commonality between all of us and, and how we can all, those can all work together. And as we've explained before, and as we'll explain even further. Yeah, and he says in chapter 19, and, and yeah, and, but, but again, this is coming from Shema Vayim. This is coming from the bitl, from the ability to have that, that we're not, that we're not thinking about ourselves so much. Bitl, that it's more about the everyone, and it's about the godliness that was within me. Whereas when it comes from the Midian, because remember, the original discussion is Echaltsu Midchem is Echaltsu is talking about the war with Midian, which Midian we discuss is, is the epitome of, of like ego and not having space for anyone else. Sekitsu. the Midian, the separation that comes from Midian, Geremes is Kalus. The Moichin, sorry. Haiz Chalkus, the Moichin, 
the separation of the mind, Geremes, is called causes a synthesis. But this only works when it's bitum. Amitas Aiskalus, the true coming together, the true unity is when the details, the parts, the separate parts aren't against. On the contrary, they help each other. So let's say, simple example, someone is a, is a chesedika person, someone is a gavurdika person, so the chesedika person needs a gavurdika person. It could be that he's, he's chesed and he's all giving, and the gavurdika could be the person that just says, hold on a second, you need, you need to control yourself. You need to figure out how to do this properly. And they work together. You say, well, leave me alone. I'm a chesed, I'm a ish chesed, I'm a kind person, I want to just do kindness. You know? But, and the gavurdika person comes and says, yeah, but we've got to organize this, otherwise you're going to lose all your money. Otherwise, you're not going to have an efficiently run organization or whatever it is. And we need those two. On one hand, they're very opposite, but that opposition can really come together. And it doesn't have to negate itself. Yeah. Exactly. And like we said about Chachma and Bina, the Chachma is that, that flash of an idea. And the Bina is what, what brings it out. So that's what we're saying. And we're going to continue discussing different aspects of this and bring it down into, and he's going to, like, not, I don't have to do it. He brings it down. The Rashab makes spells that clearly in God's community and friends and things like this. But essentially what we're seeing here is that the division is a cause for unity, which I think it sort of put everything on its head. But we used to probably thought before we learned this, that we should all have the same opinion. We should all just agree about everything. But here we're saying there's nothing wrong with disagreeing. We have, to, we have to see how every person is part and parcel of the whole. So we need every person's distinct, what they have to give. And it can be that we, we hold differently. I'm a chesed and they're a gevura. It's very, that's opposite extremes. They're, they're two opposites. But we can all come together and we have this commonality that we can really bring together. Uh, so, so we'll start now the introduction to the, the next few chapters and then we'll go. Now from chapter 8 to 11, and on page 59, whoever the, the book, we're going to start discussing again the, in, in a spiritual, he says, in abstract discussion of bittul and unity as a hallmark of holiness, and Yeshus discord as a hallmark of chippah. So we're going to, and we're going to discuss this more. However, in the middle of that chapter, the Rebbe, the Rebbe shifts focus from the abstract to the person and demonstrates how these concepts play out in interpersonal relationships. So this idea of Yeshus. And, and Klippa versus Bittel and holiness, how they express themselves in relationships. Yeah, and also in the way of every individual explains that Yesh is the cause of basis into personal hatred. It creates senseless friction and tears people apart from one another for no reason at all. This kind of animosity arises not because one has been harmed by someone else that we talked about before, but simply because each person is so preoccupied with his own self that he cannot make room for another. He finds it difficult to tolerate the very existence of the other person. And I think this is something that, like, that, that, that when you get married, and this is a very like, uh, you know, fundamental concept that when you get married, one of the things you have to learn how to do is think about someone else. But that not think about someone else just in terms of how that someone else affects you, but think about someone else, how things affect them. And, 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 I, and I, you know, and I find this is something that like, I see, I see with people, especially Bachim, not necessarily they realize this. And it's a very good thing to work on now when you're single, that it helps you in marriage. When you, when you can think about it, like you have a roommate, so you, you don't just think about them as they relate to you and what they do with you or how they interfere with your life, but them with their issues. Someone comes to you and they say, oh, I had a hard day. You know, it happens to me sometimes, like my wife was talking to me about something, 
and and like I, I think about it in terms of myself. That's like, but it's not about you, it's about her and about her issue. You know, and so, so you're in a and says, oh, I had a bad day. So oh, what happened? And you listen to them and you think about how it felt for them and you put yourself in their shoes. And that's what he's saying. And in order to do that, that's a bitl. A bitl is bad to put yourself in someone else's shoes. Yes, you can't do that. And that's why people bother you because they're getting in the way of your shoes. You only have one person. You only fit yourself into where you are and you can't see anyone else. And, and anything else is like, it's all based off the way you see things, the way it comes filtered through your mind. So it's like you just argue with them or something like that, you know. That's all we're going to discuss. Sadly, such friction and intolerance are widespread, existing even amongst those who devote themselves to terrorist art in Nevada. Lofty pursuits in which unity and cooperation be so profoundly valuable. So he's saying, even in people that learn terror all day and they really tell me to come, they have this issue. And it's so, it's so sad because they can gain so much more by having the unity. After all, it is precisely by collaborating and hearing different ideas, different ideas that one's understanding of a terror concept is broadened and his appreciation deepened. Moreover, when people communicate and share their struggles and successes in Avaida, they can help each other advance in their respective spiritual goals and simply being able to talk to someone else and they can listen to you and, and they can hear you out and you can feel comfortable to speak. You could gain so much more than that. More than that. A true Ferengian is not, that, not just that one person talks and everyone listens, but it's about people share what's on their hearts and they get help and they have with brotherly love you know, we sit and you sit together and you, you talk and you discuss it and, and you can have people that follow up with you and care about you. You could have so much. This is, you know, this is what the world lacks the most. Unfortunately, instead of working with one another, sharing and being open to suggestions of self-improvement, people often fall into the trap of their own self-image. This makes it impossible for them to appreciate the input of others and cause them to find a host of reasons to belittle others and look down upon them. And ultimately, they look down on other people because they can't share the truth. And especially, you know, we live in a day and age where people have uh, Instagram and uh, whatever it is and all these and uh, Facebook. And, you know, you're always showing this perfect, picture-perfect life. And it's not reality. So then you can't come after that and, you know, put a person picture of yourself, you know, looks like uh, you're living the best life. And then come and say, hey, life sucks. I have this all the time at work. That, like, I speak to people that are going through very hard times. And a lot of times I'll see, like, like I spoke to a lady on uh, WhatsApp. I called her up, and her and her picture was like her at a party, having a good time. And I know I know what's going on in her life, and her life is in ruins, and she's like barely can feed herself. Um, it's like so the contrast is crazy. And this is what's happening. And, and so when we when, and we look at other people's lives, and we post, especially we look at other people's lives, like oh man, I have someone better life than me. How can I share my struggles with them? No one can understand me. And this is, this is all yeshes that's coming, and it's a problem. And Mitz Hashem, through learning this, we'll learn how to have true, deep, meaningful relationships with people. And that together, we can help each other to, to reach heights and successes. We continued tomorrow. Thank you for joining.